listening to The Gender Rebels, a question-and-answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, tucking, binding, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. Faith, we had a question from our listeners. Oh, wow. I love those. If you're a listener who gives us questions at questions at thegenderrebels.com or on Twitter at thegenderrebels, then you're awesome. You're awesome. You're almost as awesome as at Jen Durbant, who asked us, do you have any advice for transgender people living in red states? How did that advice be? Get the fuck out of the red state. Or at least to a blueberry. Do you guys know what blueberries are? Tell them what blueberries are, Faith. I I went to college, actually, in um, a blueberry. And I lived a little bit in a blueberry. Mm-hmm. And I I grew up in Georgia. And Georgia has a couple of blueberries. Georgia's got Athens, where I went to school, Clark mm-hmm. County. And that's very democratic. Atlanta is super democratic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Columbia, no, Richmond County, mm-hmm. where, where I grew up, is also fairly democratic. Why are those called blueberries? Because in a red state, they're a little blue dot. Very so cool. if you can't live in a blueberry and you find yourself in a red state, that is a tough situation. I actually grew up, um, meant, you know, speaking of Georgia, I, for those of our listeners who don't know, I am Faith. I am a transgender girl. <laughs> I grew up in an evangelical, Republican, military, conservative household in the in, in the South, and that includes that includes rural ass Virginia, hillbilly country, like forty minutes from the West Virginia border, in Southwest Virginia. Um, <laughs> Blacksburg, Virginia, was the big town. <laughs> Alabama, mm-hmm. Alabama lives in Tuscaloosa. I don't know if Tuscaloosa is a blueberry. It might be, but Tuscaloosa. It's a big city. Yeah. And those of you might know, these are college towns. So my parents were actually college professors. I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, which is also very, very Republican and very military. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it does, it has a large African American population, which is why there's a lot of Democratic voters there. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a blueberry, but I do have a lot of experience in these areas. Mm-hmm. And. I know these areas can be particularly unpleasant Mm -hmm. for those who express alternative ideas. Mm -hmm. And by alternative ideas, I mean like non... Your true gender. Yeah, your true gender. (laughs) Or having brown skin. Or (laughs) things like that. Or not worshipping the right type of Jesus. Being poor. Being female. Being being poor. Having a uterus. Mm. Not being a cis, white, straight male. Mm -hmm. I remember, particularly in Augusta, there was a gay bar on the south side. And the south side was the nice part of Augusta, Mm -hmm. but there was a gay bar down there. People would drive by, I'm not kidding, and like shoot guns at their at the bar? Not at the bar, at their sign. At the sign. And that was like, okay, apparently. I remember actually getting my Republican dad to agree that maybe even if you disagree with gay people, violence against them is not okay. Or even their sign. Uh, even even their sign. Property destruction so where I draw the line. I draw the line at being mean to them, but <clears throat> <laughs> it can be rough. And I moved out of the red states. Mm-hmm. 
a while ago, but I had the luxury Boom. of, you know, being able to leave. And a lot of people don't have that luxury either because exactly. they don't financially, they don't have the means or because they have family obligations, they cannot. Or maybe they want to. Maybe they love Montana or Texas or Georgia. Yeah. So what do we tell them? If you're in Montana, go to Missoula. I hear that's the very liberal area. Stop sending people to blueberries. <laughs> um, yeah. You think they wouldn't be there you if may, that were an option? You know, you might own your own house. And, <clears throat> you know, the idea of moving is, uh, you know, you any, any number of reasons you might not be able to. Yeah. That's fine. Like we said in an earlier episode, I am the expert on my life. Faith's the expert on her life. You are the expert you're on the ex- your life. Yeah, exactly. You live where it's right for you. So you're in a Whatever situation. Whatever your reasons are. You're in a situation that you can't pick up and leave. Or you don't want to pick up. Or you don't want to pick up and leave. And how do you deal with the fact that cope? a lot of people may be hostile to transgender people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you deal with that? I mean, I see that's a pretty fundamental difference is the people who could leave and choose to stay versus the people who have to stay for whatever reason. And you're trans and presumably you're out to some people because if you're a total closet case, you know, you've got that that baseline set of problems, but at least you don't have people trying to murder you quite as much. Yeah. So you are out to some people. You are living in the red state. I am not trans. My thinking is you play a very important role in that community by showing them that trans people are just people. Just by living your life, being cool, setting an example, and not being a dick, you are, dare I say it, spreading the gospel of transgenderism. The Great Crusade, yeah. You're showing them that it's just, you have the same normal boring life that they have and i think hopefully i mean as we get into it, it's 2017 when we're recording this and even in my life i i remember growing up in a red state in you know the 90s mm-hmm. that's okay that's 20 years ago but mm-hmm. still and like transgender was not a, not a thing people talked about. Thing. I found out about being transgender from Parade Magazine, the free color supplement they gave out in the Sunday paper. Thank you, RuPaul. Thank you, RuPaul. <laughs> and uh, like, I think other people. I mean, obviously, I knew I I had dysphoria and stuff like that, but it was like I kind of knew it was a thing because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird, like. Today is something that everyone's talking about, and I feel like that was kind of the real, one of the reasons I chose to came out. And I feel like a lot of people. I was just like watch, watching a thing today about like the axis. The one of the people from the uh, the band Axis of Evil mm. came out mm-hmm. trans, and like that was cool. And I'm like, it seems like a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people saw that there was kind of this momentum, and we're like, yeah, we don't have to hide anymore. This is awesome. We can just accept who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a beautiful moment. So hopefully in another 20 years, another generation, it won't be this situation where it is weird Mm -hmm. or it is like a kind of negative. Mm -hmm. That's what I hope. I mean, they used to think people who couldn't walk Mm -hmm. were mentally dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. 
They literally thought if you couldn't walk, you were somehow stupid. Mm-hmm. The same people who were deaf, you know, or blind. They had to go to special schools because they're obviously stupid. And I understand those schools are pretty horrific. Yeah. And, you know, now we kind of, we're, I'm sure we're not entirely better, but we're, we're definitely, at least as a society, kind we of realize being deaf does not mean you're developmentally disabled. Mm-hmm. So maybe in 20 years, you know, we won't be totally there for trans people, but we'll be, at least we'll know, like, you know, hey, you know, the idea of trans people as perverts or something mm-hmm. won't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we're not there yet. But That's... it's people, it's people like you, our red state listeners, who are going to kind of get us there more than the people like me in my kind of little safe space, Brooklyn. Well, I want to disagree with you a little bit. Yeah. Because this is a little hard for us to talk about. And I do want to sort of apologize in advance because we do live in New York and we're going to stay in New York and we like it here. And Faith works for the government and has a pension and there, there's reasons to stay. So... If we were really awesome and committed to the cause, we would move. We would go to Colorado. We would try to turn a a purple state blue. Yeah. Wyoming. We would get out there and be visible and represent. And I would say, you can have a partner who's trans and still love them because you love the person and you could be your normal, cool trans self. And that would be awesome. We're not going to do that. And I'm sorry that we can't make that sacrifice and that's where you guys come in but this is also something that i'm gonna disagree with a little bit because yes we could be a huge but new york city actually i called it a safe space and i think that's incorrect okay because yes we are in a blue in the bluest of the blue Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that it's 100% safe for trans people. Oh, trans people not. still face a lot of bigotry. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of very conservative people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize New York City is actually like the most diverse place that's ever existed in human civilization. Mm-hmm. And that's not said with any hyperbole whatsoever. Like More languages are spoken here, more nationalities than like I've ever been together in one small area ever in human history. So I do come across, I work with Republicans. I work with staunch Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. I work with people who own guns and hunt. I work with the same type of red state people that people in red states deal with. I have a little more of an escape because I have a much larger network Mm -hmm. of cool liberal people to hang out with state laws to protect you i do have that workplace i am hugely thankful for that so i do have a lot of that transgender people in iowa for instance may not have that protection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that i'm talking about like even you deal with co-workers who might not see your situation as normal and might not care to learn about your situation but you have protection and support in so many other ways a lot of people don't a lot of people have hostile work environments a lot of people have hostile family members a lot of people don't have cash a lot of people can't go to an lgbt meetup and that's what i want to talk about today that give you guys some ideas for coping obviously there are groups online you have friends online you've got us you've got podcasts you you know you're not alone you 
you have that support. But I know that's not I hope you're not alone. I mean, it's not the same as having, like, a friend in town, Mm -hmm. but you're not alone. Right. You are not the only person in this situation. You're not the only person feeling that. I felt very dejected at times. Mm -hmm. And... At least having people on the internet to talk to about it can be so huge. Something that so is, huge. That is a any life, human connection lifeline I can throw to you right now is to connect online, is to Skype, is to have chats, is to watch documentaries. And if you need to questions at genderrebels.com. Seriously, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a question. If you like are at your rope send, please write to us. We've had a few people send us. Some heartbreaking letters, and we talked, we respond, we listen, we're here for you. We're not famous enough to ignore you. <laughs> All right, so. Not that we want to anyway. We wouldn't, but we wouldn't want to. We would just be overwhelmed by the volume, and we're not overwhelmed by that volume. Not yet, no. But I don't want people to feel like they're alone at all. Exactly. So what I want to talk about is, I did a little homework. Faith and I have a lot of privilege. Because we are in New York and you have access to the treatment you need and you have a supportive workplace. I have access to Calvin Lord. I have workplace protections. We have governments here in New York State, New York City that is very trans positive. We are so privileged. Because of that, we try to use our privilege as much as we can to help everyone in the nation. By that, I mean we go to marches, we write the letters. We talk to our senators and our representatives, and we're lucky, and we don't have to say, why did you vote for X? We're able to call them up and say, thank you for voting against X. So we are choking on every single possible privilege we possibly can Yeah, we're buried in privilege. Also, we're white. I'm not sure if that comes across, but we are. And And we're fully able. Exactly. So... We have a lot of privilege, and I don't want to sound insensitive, but I will help our listeners as much as we can. We want you to be able to cope. I see two very different kinds of groups, the ones who could leave but stay and the ones who can't leave. Just as Faith and I are doing everything we can to help transgender folk in the nation and around the world through whatever small measures we have, Those of you who want and choose to stay in Arizona or Texas or Montana or Wyoming or wherever, you also have a responsibility to your fellow transgender people in your state who can't leave. They don't have the resources and options that you do. And if you love your state and you're going to stay put, awesome. Keep it up. Do it. But some people are really relying on you. One or two rich, smart, cool, transgender people in a red state who know the right people can make it a lot easier for all the other transgender people in the state. I'm not saying you have to run for office or start a blog or a podcast or anything like that. You just have to live your life. But if you can live your life as an out trans person, that makes it easier for everyone. It does, because I think every trans person, like... Gets inspiration from people they know who who have been there and are successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And without that, it's so hard. Be- it's so hard to like 
imagine that it can be successful. Mm-hmm. Like you can be successful. That's it. That's it. And the thing is, by being the cool, normal, uh, employed, responsible trans person who sees the doctor and goes to the car dealership and talks to the real estate agent, that makes those three people that much more open to dealing with someone who's trans and maybe having a hard time. You have an important role. You are representing transgender people. I wish it didn't have to be like that, but but it is. What you are able to do, and what a lot of folks have done, have started some groups and started some political action. Now, I know that's not for everyone. I know not everyone has the time or inclination, but I do want to talk about some groups. This is from an article from The Prospect in 2008 titled Trans in the Red States. We have a link down in the show notes. And some pretty impressive stories coming out. And this is 2008. This is the this start is, of the Obama administration. This is seven years ago. Nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loveland, Colorado. Population 61,000. 92% white. Heavily evangelical Christian. A woman, Michelle, didn't know what to expect when she began to work with a school to facilitate her daughter's transition from boy to girl. They anticipated a lot of problems. Imagine how terrified this poor Michelle was and for her poor daughter. But she organized trainings for faculty and staff. She prepared cheat sheets in case any of the students asked embarrassing questions. According to this article, on the first day of school, nothing happened. Nice. No flood of calls. No angry protests. No bullying wow no bullying that is crazy yeah stood up for her Uh, apparently one student made a mocking comment using her daughter's former name an eighth grade boy so you know one of the cool kids in the school dismissed him with a simple insight that person doesn't even exist anymore you're talking about somebody who's imaginary that's great loveland colorado yeah also rural nebraska Transgender residents of small towns are choosing visibility. We have someone named Ashley, born and raised in a town of 100 wow. people. Holy shit. I know families with over 100 My people. My graduating class was like triple the size of this town. Yeah. She works on her family's farm, corn and soybeans. She set up her interview time, apparently, while she was driving her tractor. Hey, it's a good time to talk on the phone. That's when you do it. For our listeners, I would like to point out... Don't text while driving a tractor. Okay? <laughs> that is how tractor accidents happen. I'm sure Ashley was using a hands-free headset and speaking on the tractor. So You're right. On the You're right. You're right. Faith. Ashley described how she came out as transgender, but decided to stay in rural Nebraska. Quote, I asked my dad about whether I could stay on the farm or not. He said, I suppose you could. This wasn't a dream situation. Like yeah. Michelle's daughter there was hate mail or crank calls some people didn't want her to stay the first time she took her kids to the county fair after she transitioned ashley said i could tell people were talking about me but they were also getting to Hmm. know me more exemplary she says was a small town judge that signed off on her name change and warmly wished her yes she serves on the local firefighting unit she actually spent a decade volunteering as a man she's Working on her second decade volunteering as a woman. Wow. There's a really good paragraph. I'm just going to read it. At the heart of Ashley's story is the simple truth about what can happen when individuals decide they shouldn't have to hide their identity from their own neighbors or family or friends. 
quote, It'd be so easy to just melt into society, Ashley says, and a lot of trans people do, and I've thought about it, and I've decided I can't do that. I don't feel like we'll ever get anywhere. In some sense, she says, my activism is staying in my town. Hmm, that's really interesting. I am not going to lie to you guys. In a lot of cases, this is hard, but not impossible. Uh, I have a story from Stall Lake City. The, it opens, this is great because I like the visuals. Salt Lake City is well known for the intimidating heights of Temple Square, the heart of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but just a few blocks to the east is a lesser-known community hub, the bustling building complex of the Utah Pride Center. They have services for the entire LGBT community of Utah, and they've made transgender rights a priority, especially on supporting leadership. Hmm. So they're big DIYs there, do-it-yourselfers. Jennifer Nuttall is the director of the adult program. She says a lot of people have passion, but they have full-time jobs. They can't do everything, so they're not going to work for a nonprofit full-time. So they work with people in the trans community in how to facilitate groups, how to build databases, how to get people to attend Hmm. meetings. People are showing up and getting stuff done. Another thing they work on is to educate potential allies who are in positions of authority. Hugely important. Huge, huge, huge. Especially they're focusing on people in the medical field or government who encounter trans Mm -hmm. people in their jobs. That's a huge thing. Huge. It's insane. They have a grant. They're training foster parents and staff from the Department of Children and Family Services. Foster parents is something I never even thought about. But it's it's true. It's a huge deal. Think about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's actually having... Growing up in a stable household is another privilege that... A lot of trans youth don't have. That trend, yeah, exactly, that I experienced, and that's something I never even thought about. What, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At least you, if you're in the foster system and you're transgender, that is a tough, tough situation. Absolutely. Especially if you're in a red state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they talked about setting up this group and how it is helping a lot for the experience of transgender people in Utah. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen fast, and you're not going to avoid setbacks, but other trans people are out there and maybe willing to work with you on making it better for everyone else. I don't think that's something that that I think from what you're talking about that might surprise a lot of transgender people in small towns or or smaller communities is that there may be a a community you're unaware of Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. if you dig a little bit on the internet and absolutely definitely dig i mean we talked we've talked to people uh you know who found groups Mm -hmm. um, minnesota minnesota and a few other states Mm -hmm. that that have actually found the community that that existed Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that a lot of that going online and and trying to find that community can be super helpful Mm mm-hmm in Nebraska, advocates have begun strategizing for how to create more systemic change by engaging state legislature. Lauren Jansen is a board member of the Nebraska activist group Coalition for Equal Protection, CFEP. They do informal lobbying in Lincoln for LGBT issues. Their progress is often hindered by lack of resources. Here's her quote. We need to have a trans person actually go down to the state legislature, the capital, and have the ability to time to sit there and just meet with individual legislatures. I would love to do that, but I have a day job and it's 60 miles away and it's really difficult. But that's what it's going to take. Some state senators and state representatives are open to talking to people hmm. in the trans community. And that's actually... If they don't know you're there, they can't talk to you. And I would like to say, for those who are kind of feeling frustrated mm-hmm. by their lack of 
a voice in America's current political situation. Mm -hmm. State representatives. I actually, in my own work with the state government, I've kind of learned your state representatives have way more influence over your life than your federal representatives. Than your federal representatives or the president. And, and that is incredibly true. And these guys, you can talk to them. Find out their names. Find out their emails. Talk to them. Talk to them. You, could, you can actually show up at their office and meet with them. Mm-hmm. And this is an actual thing you can do. You're a constituent. They, they, you're a constituent. They represent you. And these are state representatives. They're not famous. <laughs> no one knows who they are, but they have so much influence over your life, and you have so much access to them. And influence over their job. Exactly. And so they know it. state representatives are a huge, huge resource. Imagine Use them. A photo op with a voter who is trans who supports you. Exactly. That's amazing. A few other situations. They mention a married couple, Sean and Jasmine, both are transgender, and they live in just outside Cheyenne, Wyoming. One of their quotes are, when you're trans in Wyoming, you're wearing a bullseye on your back. The best protection for Wyoming is having pepper spray, a stun gun, and an expandable tactical baton. It's not always going to be easy. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. So they both worked at Lowe's. When they gave each other a peck on the cheek during a cigarette break, one of them got written up, the other one got fired. So, Jesus. It, Can you imagine that for a street couple? Mm. Ooh. So, there are real risks. There are. There are serious risks. But and find the other trans folk in yeah. your state and talk to them. That's all you have to do. And find your allies because they're... You're not This alone. is the truth. There are dangerous people in every city in the United States. And there are also allies. And mm-hmm. I think the allies outnumber the dangerous people by a huge, huge margin. Absolutely. And some of those allies are invisible until they have to stand up. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them that opportunity to stand up. So many people in our country are such good people. Mm-hmm. And you think that even after a lifetime in the South, huh? I think that after a lifetime in the South, I think I think people in this country, the most hardcore Christian, the most hardcore Republicans, the some of the people who I might disagree with to an absurd degree mm-hmm. are still some of the nicest people and will stand up for an underdog or someone being attacked when they see it. And it you may never take know who them. will have your back. You never know who will have your back. And it's unfortunate that you sometimes have to find out who has your back. And I hope for our listeners you never do. And, and you know, having grown up in a red state, I just want to say there were very very dark times for me where it seems like everyone was back in those days i didn't really know what it was to be transgender but you know everyone was anti-gay mm-hmm. and i didn't i know I, I knew i wasn't quite gay but i wasn't quite sure and 
don't give in to your own self-doubt and don't hate yourself. This is not you. You are doing... If you're transgender, if you're LGBT, you have done nothing wrong. You're fine. You're awesome. You are doing nothing wrong. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Don't give in to that negativity. Don't give in to that hatred. Please don't. I know. I know how utterly hard it can be. I know how utterly soul-crushing it can be, especially when you don't see the route for an escape. But there... They're wrong. You have so much self worth. Mm-hmm. You you're allowed to be you. Yeah. From just human decency to the Constitution, you are allowed to be you. And please, please, reach out to someone. Reach out to an ally. Find an ally online if you don't know any. Talk to us talk to us. We will link to some people below as well, some groups, some forums that you can find some mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. Again, Reddit, our trans support is a great place. Mm-hmm. Don't be alone. Don't be alone and don't give in to self-hatred. Mm-hmm. You're not the issue. The people that are causing you this pain are the issue. They're the ones in the wrong. We're going to do everything we can to fix it. But it'll take all of us. It's going to take all of us. And it's not going to be overnight. But here's the thing. We're already winning. We We are. are. Yeah. There's going to be dark moments, but we're already winning. Mm -hmm. We have good momentum. It won't all be improvement straight on out. There's going to be hitches, setbacks. setbacks. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And we'll get past those, too. And we'll get past those. We are winning. Don't give up. Don't give in. Find your allies. Find your friends. Be an ally. Be a friend. And take care of yourself. I cannot overemphasize that. We don't want you driving yourself crazy, driving around the state, visiting representatives, getting signatures, running a group. Do what you can. And take care of yourself the rest of the time. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. We love you guys. We love you so much. Yeah, all the love in the world. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of the Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Zinc production. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye! Let's do three levels of yay. Okay. Let's do, uh, from a scale of one to ten, let's do yay at three.
Yay! Let's do yay at six. Yay! Let's do yay at ten. Yay! yay! Wow, we really <laughs> peaked that one. Scared the cat too. Yeah. <laughs>